That's me, nigga. You are now rocking with the Super Cali Fragilistic Expiali Dope Shit, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast, featuring on the verge artists, established influencers, and people from all walks of life doing dope shit. With your host, Emiliano Styles. As we proceed, what are some common misconceptions or pet peeves that you have in your field? Oh, in the field. Um. Common misconception. I don't, oh, sorry. Um, okay. I don't know. Okay. So if, if we talk about it in the context of photography, some really like pretty basic misconceptions that people I think have with photography. How tall are you, bro? Actually, five four. Are you five four? Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty like sure. No, okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, oh, no, okay. I'm pretty sure. I always felt like you were like five seven. No, no, no. Go I'm sorry. Go ahead. I know. I look short. Right? So. Um, misconception I think people sometimes like some some people that are like completely on the outside like I'll say like my family for instance as an example they think I literally just be running out running around like shooting with my camera oh hey you want to do a you want to do some photos with me like Like, like you know what I mean like well yeah I feel like doing photos too come on let's 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 shoot um I think there's this misconception that that it's all like this very like fun light heart Mm. you get to shoot when you when you can you know with people that you want to shoot with yeah who know exactly what they want and it is so far from that yes you you know yeah it is so far from that yes. it, it is that is a very sliver of it yes if, if you find That's a good ideal. client yeah if you find a good client yeah they'll have their <laughs> they'll have yeah they'll know exactly what they want and they'll know exactly when yes they'll pay you right on time <laughs> you know what i mean you preach it to the preacher <laughs> right so I, I think I, I find that sometimes I think that is a misconception. I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions. Like it's it's not really like fun. Yes, you do this freedom. Like y- yeah, you get this kind of freedom. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's yeah. You're not constrained to nine to five. But guess what? I'm probably working at two a.m. You know. But gladly I do it. But yeah, it's 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 not it's not like a smooth linear process. It's like back and forth, back and forth, and and you work with different people with like different attitudes, different like nuances, yes, different expectations. And at the end of the day, like if you are doing photography, it is a service. So you have to cater to that, mm-hmm. you know, like as much as you don't, as much as you're like, no, this is the way I do it. You and I know this is the way it's going to work. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you have to kind of cater to them. You have to cater to them or you have to find like a good way to communicate to them, like in their style yes. of communication. You gotta be and, more. Yeah, and tell them like, okay, no, this is the way we should do it, or wh- whatever. Yeah, whatever. So yeah, I think that's a mis- misconception. I mean, my family till this day, literally, I had my grandma say last week, "I don't know what you do, 
<laughs> but yeah what about pet peeves people will hit me up via social whether it be an instagram dm whether it be a twitter dm i was standing right next to you <laughs> no 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 not that oh, right. um they'll they'll inquire about like photo oh how much do you charge for a shoot and a pet peeve of mine for me is i don't like when people ask that because it depends. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, and, and it's not even, and I know there's certain people who are always like, no, never tell them what your price is. You need to ask them what their budget is. Mm. Like, don't ever tell them your rate. Don't ever tell them how much you charge, but find out their budget first. So like, I've had people- trying to spend? It's like, yeah. I got 500 to spend. I've had people say, I've had people say like, that's what you always need to find out. Mm-hmm. Which, in a sense, I get it. You know, you kind of want to know what they're working with. But more so than that, like, it, it to me, it's not really about that. It's not really about, like, oh, how much money you have, like, how much money are you willing to throw at this? Let me take all of it. It's not that. It's more like, no, let me know what the hell you're trying to shoot. Right. Do, or do you want to? I find that many people will have, like, champagne taste on a beer budget. <laughs> So, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, I've never heard of that. (laughs) So it's like I've worked with (laughs) or 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 with potential clients who have came to me with these ideas. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I was like, but we're gonna need to hire talent. We're gonna have to rent that venue. We're gonna have to do this. We're gonna do that. And then they're like, oh, then the budget is already surpassed what their vision was. So. I definitely feel you with that because it's 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 not like a one size fit all. It's not like I'm buying shoes and these shoes cost sixty dollars. Right. It's like this is a service. How much? What do we are we going to need props? What day time of day do you need? What type of shop do you want? Because I may need to get this type of lens. I need to get this type of setup. Thank this you. type of venue. This type of time of the day. Thank this you. type of permissions. This type of permit. There's so many different it's, factors. Yes. Yeah. It's it's like it. And I try to simplify that because sometimes I know, like, because I try to empathize with the fact that, like, you're not the photographer, so you don't, you may not know that. Right. So I can't be frustrated with you and think, like, why are you asking me that question? Like, do you not know? Mm -hmm. Like, do you not know I have to find out what kind of equipment I may need and how how much editing time I may, like, retouching time? Like, they may not know that. So I empathize with that. Like mm-hmm. sometimes they really think like, oh, you might just have a base rate to do a day shoot. Yeah. But it's very, it's much more than that. Yes. So I try to explain that to them. Like, well, it depends. It depends on what you need. It depends on how soon you need it back. My my pretty much go-to answer to that is like, I will give them a very, very base rate. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'll start at 300 and up. Mm-hmm. Dependent on what kind of shoot. Yeah. But I will accept no less than three. Got it. Something like that. Or, mm-hmm. you know. What but it has, you have a base rate that you start on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something like that. But, but how does that happen when so people hit you up and you get on that? Do you get a lot of fall off or what is it like? <laughs> I mean, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like, they'll hit me up. But that's the business. And that is. And, and, and but so, so that doesn't really, like, if, if, if I stop hearing from them, then that's fine with me because a lot of times Cause you let them know yeah because 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 honestly the most serious clients 
will go through my website and fill out a form. Yeah. Or the most serious clients will be usually through a referral base mm -hmm. and we're already talking through email or it's a phone conversation. So if it if it's if it's things that fall off in a DM, I don't really take that as like, um, I don't know, maybe I should try to like reach out to them more. Uh, but I, I always feel like the website is because I feel like on my website I probably get like one to at least one to two submissions a week, just people That's asking for, for different stuff. But majority of them don't go through because they just may not know. They just inquire and then... Yeah, they're like, oh, can you shoot this basketball game? I'm like, nah, I don't really <laughs> want to do that. You know what I mean? But, I, I, but I'm, I'm appreciative that they would ask me and hit me up. So it's like kind of a, a balance in that because you don't want to just like diss people. Like, nah, I don't... You don't want to seem like kind of condescending. Like, no, nah, I don't do that type no. of thing. No, 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 you know of course. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've been hit up about like doing a shoot that was in California, but not necessarily in Southern California, but it'd be mm. like in San Francisco. Mm. And I would say like, oh, actually, I'm not based there. Mm. Um, and I would go out of my way to be like, hey, you know what? Let me try to help you cut your costs and find you someone, you know, like, let me that's, reach out to my network and see if I can find someone in. very nice of you. Yeah, like in that area. Like a photographer for yeah. you, um, um, or like as an option, if you want to pay to fly me out there to do your shoot for the day, then I will. But in order for you to save your costs, let me see if I can find someone for you that's already there. That's so very yeah, nice of you. I mean, very, very, very. like things like that. Like I try to do that because, like I, I, I just I always empathize it from the other end too. Like trying to find a good photographer or good videographer whatever like however big scale small scale project whatever it is like mm -hmm. at the end of the day it's so relationship based yeah and because people want to hire you if you're a nice person you're kind of be around especially if you're doing a shoot so for example if i'm doing a 10-hour shoot people want to be around me for 10 hours and be able to stand me yeah like they want to have like a semi-pleasant time yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? at the yeah. very least yeah and, and then like for you too you want to have a good time doing it at the end of the day like mm -hmm. you're like grinding to like do this kind of solo work like you don't want to constantly be working for terrible people i mean i've literally stopped working for people mm -hmm. even when the pay was pretty good or the perks were pretty good, it's not but they were, it. but yeah, but they were like kind of shady as fuck. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, I just, I just kind of fizzled away from it. To quote the movie Players Club, <laughs> "All money ain't good money." It's not. All money ain't good money, Trust me. man. Trust me, that yo. So and, and if there's anybody out there that is trying to make more money, like shit, just be better about saving your money. <laughs> like, stop working with terrible people. All right, we're um, getting to the end of the interview. We're okay. almost there. Are we okay? Yeah, we're good. Okay. We're good. So, what are your, some of your sources of motivation and inspiration? Honestly, lately, this is like very like concrete. Lately, I just, uh, it's been a habit. It's just a habit. I get up, I just know, like. That's your motivation, inspiration. Yeah. Waking up and conquering another day. Yeah, I, I get up and I and I know anything, anything, like any anything can change today. 
based off of your choice or based on the things that you cannot control. Like no one day is the same. No one day is the same and you should take advantage of that. So I can't even remember the last time I used an alarm to wake up. I cannot. And when I wake up in the morning, be nice, bro, eh? <laughs> no. I mean, I'm not that. Trust me, it's not always easy. Uh-huh. But I, but this, I will tell you, this has helped me a lot. Mm. This, there's, there's, there's a power in tracking. Shout out to Fitbit. Shout out to Fitbit because Fitbit. Um, What's up with the sponsorship, Fitbit? <laughs> Fitbit really like it. It it changed me from going from like having a vague idea of like oh yeah i think i kind of sleep like this like yeah i know i kind of sleep shitty like yeah i know to where like i'm like oh yeah i slept two hours (laughs) Mm -hmm. like that's pretty bad so i'm gonna make sure i nap later Mm -hmm. like things like that like Mm -hmm. disciplining yourself yeah so i know i'll be okay later yeah things like that um yeah but motivation like my motivation lately is my anxiety Mm. It is. It's it, it's knowing that like I I I cannot be lazy about nothing. Mm. I cannot be lazy about nothing. There and 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 don't get me wrong, there are days where I am lazy and there are nights where I'm going to give myself a night off. But at, uh, but first and foremost, yeah, there are days that I always tell myself like you cannot be lazy about stuff. And and, and then and then it it just starts to become a habit. Like literally the whole like waking up thing in the morning, mm-hmm. it's a habit. And sometimes it's bad because I'll go to bed like at 4.30 and I'll still wake up at 6. But I'll wake up with like this crazy amount of energy where I can just like do like 20 push-ups and then go cook, go cook breakfast. Awesome. But I feel really good. Like I'm really like happy about the morning. Mm-hmm. Like that, that I... I really believe like that's like a game changer if people would just wake up a lot happier and and that could be very well from like maybe you fucking hate your job maybe you're maybe you just ate like shit last night maybe you had a late night out and you drank too much and you just cannot have that kind of morning so whatever it is that's stopping you from having a good fucking morning fix that fix that let yourself have a good morning Make that shit a habit, and um, I and that will motivate you because I promise you, like the tone you set in the morning is is the thing that will feed you for the rest of the day, even when you have like a dip, like the tone you set in the morning. Yeah, it will. I mean, it does for me at least. I forget his the five hour work week dude. Four. Four hour work week. Tim a uh, Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss, mm-hmm. and he was saying like the first task that he in his day is to make his bed. Oh oh yeah I um yeah if if you want to get a little practical yeah if you want to get break down like practical ritual morning routines yeah the so minute. The minute I wake up, I make my bed. So that's your first task of the day. You already accomplished something. Yeah. So I was like, wow, that's that's really dope. And as you're talking about anxiety, I want to play this real quick. Okay. Because this, this clip from Erica Badu, and I thought this was like so profound and it like helped me with my anxiety. Yeah? Yeah. I'm at peace because I'm right here in the moment. This is here. We are here. This is now. And staying in the here gives me peace. 
when I'm worried about the past or concerned about the future. You know, a little anxiety there. But there ain't nothing here right now but you, me, the phone, the room, the dog, everything else is something we're making up in our mind. I stay out of my mind. That is, yeah, 1,000. That's dope, right? Yeah, it's like, very, really it, like, no, yeah, it's very 100, 100,000. That like shook me up a little bit. No, yeah, that's a really good, that's a really good gem from Badu. Yeah, so um, now what I want to do is I like to play Name That Tune. Okay. So I'm going to play a tune for you. Okay. Welcome to Detroit album. Jay Dilla, his first solo album. Song called Pause. Yeah. Welcome to Detroit album. Hold on. Oh no, it's not even gonna be on my computer. So what's pause? Cause um, damn. I know you have an affinity for Jay Dilla. I do. What's, what's the first Jay Dilla track that you have listened to or that you can recall? Oh my goodness. Because let me just. I know you have affinity music. I have affinity music, and I remember like I come from the the school of going to went to Tower Records, and I used to go to Virgin Records, and I used to listen to songs on the little apparatus they had there. Yeah. So I didn't really know the artist, but I used to listen. And then I remember I saw a Dwelle album. No, I'm sorry. It was the Slum Village album. And I just copped it because I was like, oh, this looks cool. But I didn't know like about him. So I like listened to the Slum Village album. And then when Jay Dilla, it, like, it had a sticker on there like, oh, from Slum Village, his first solo album. So I caught the album and then the song Pause came up. And I was like- That was the first song you heard? It wasn't the first song, but the whole album's like, welcome to Detroit. And I have a lot of family in Detroit and stuff. So when I heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, this, this dude's music, this beats, it was just like so uh, dope or whatever. So. I don't know, but anyways, Damn, your first, was, yeah, your first um, Jay Dilla experience was um my first Jay Dilla was probably what what was this like early early two thousand maybe mm -hmm. um I heard um, and I actually feel kind of bad because you're like the first person I stumped. I want to name the tune. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so I'm like, damn, should I play another track that she would know? Mine, um, no, it's crazy because it's it's from Welcome to Detroit. Like the first thing that I like really really resonated with was with Think Twice. Oh, 
I, I was thinking about playing that yeah, too. Yeah, think this twice. Dwelle was singing on that. Yeah, like think twice. Like that. Like that. I was like straight up learning how to play it on piano because that's dope. how much I love that track. Okay, okay. But yes, that's why when you're like, "What is from Welcome to Detroit?" But yeah, no, I I I don't know if it's because maybe I haven't heard it in a while. But yes, like the stuff that really sticks out to me from 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 Welcome to Detroit is most definitely like think twice. Cause I used to have a radio show, and really um, think twice. Like <laughs> the only yeah, people yeah. that I like, really love. Cause, cause the thing is, you know what? Cause I used to like really make music and shit. And I remember I was to go to the studio, and the way that we would gauge a song was how it sounded in the car. Mm-hmm. So we would go in the car, and I would play. It and my my pops used to have a Jeep Cherokee, and the system was like so dope in there. And when I put that pause on. Or just certain beats, it would just like resonate in a different way. You can hear, like, really hear the bass and the instrumentals and the, how it sounded. So, what music are you listening to right now? What is in your rotation? Sid from the internet. Oh, uh, yes. She dropped her new album, Finn. Yeah. Which is tight. And Sam- Sampa. Oh, yeah. Process. His new album came out soon. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, really, really beautiful. So, yeah. yeah. Like, just really, like, I mean, I only gave it one listen. Um, I had I had someone ask me what I thought about it, and I was like, let me give it like another good listen. Mm-hmm. But it was like his voice makes you just travel to a very different place. I love it. You know, like a like it's a dope. like a place of like emotion and like conf- confrontation and and just like yeah. So yeah, they 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 were in rotation. Um, yeah, I really love Sample's voice. Pause. Yeah. No, no, no pause. It's okay. I already paused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so I love them. Um, what else have I been listening Those to? Those are two excellent choices. That's actually some shit that I've been listening to this week. Yeah? Too. Yeah. She- Shout out to Sid the Kid and Dave yeah. Roddy. Like, I actually know their uh, business manager. Shout out to Sid for doing her debut album that was so beautiful because because I knew she would do a really good job. Yes. You know, it was only a matter of time. She did a great job with that album. All right, next question is, what's the last movie? Hold on, let me wait till this ambulance go, but the question is, um, yeah, wait. what's the last movie you saw in the movie theater? What's that Mars movie with Matt Damon? The Martian? Yep. That was the last movie? Yep. And can you share a really memorable article, book, or YouTube clip that you discovered and would like people to see or know oh about? God, there's so many. Just one. There's so many. If there's so many, many, just name one and let's move on. Okay. What, 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 okay. What, what are we going to give you? A memorable article. A book that like everyone should read? It's or? up to you. Article, book, or YouTube clip. Just something that you discovered and you, you're, you're like, oh, I wish other people would. That I revisit. Okay, 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 okay. Cause I don't, I don't I hate I hate to give stuff that like it's like oh everyone says you should read that stuff, but but you never know for sure. So yeah, exactly. Knows, exactly. You never know. know. Okay, so everybody um, listen to Sid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you never know. You never know. All right. Um, I'm a big book nerd, so I'm, I'm going to just give you some book. Besides Love is Purple, what other books? Yeah. <laughs> book advices. Um, matter of fact, I wonder if there's something I can give you digitally that you can just like get to right away. Um, all right. Well, 
Okay, I'll give you two books and then like one like practical advice if you're like working on your personal brand. How about that? Um, okay, book. And this is like a personal book that I uh, revisit multiple times when I go through dips, you know, because you go through dips. It's yeah. a very ebb and flow process. Go through your low lights. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a book called... Uh, let me make sure I get it right. It's by Julia Cameron. Mm-hmm. And it's called, wait. Hold on, let me tell you real quick while you're looking at up. Let me tell you about Bo and books. <laughs> I invited Bo to go see Lil Dragon at Sono Studio here in LA. Which was dope. And Bo brought a book to wait in line. So she's like always having books just like on her randomly. So when you talk about books, you definitely want to holler at Bo about books because she just have them on her randomly. Like, oh yeah, this is this book about architecture that I'm interested in. Oh yeah, this is this book about uh, energy or whatever the case may be. Like she's always going to have a book on her. So yeah so i'm really interested in learning about what you you know what book you would like to share right at this moment oh thank you okay yes i love books i hate clutter but i do hoard books and every time barnes and noble sends me an email newsletter about some 20 percent off discount i'm literally buying literally buying a book like once a week which is kind of bad but I really love print and I, and, 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 um, I really love like independent bookstores. Um, like when I go to New York, I'm always at McNally Jackson and they have like such a great range of books. Okay. Anyway. So, okay. For any creatives, anybody who is spiritual, anybody who is creative, this is like a really good book. I've recommended to other friends, other photographers, like they bought it, they love it. If you haven't already heard of it, it's by Julia Cameron. I reread it time to time still. It's called The Artist Way. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Yes. So I love that. Artist Way is really great. Um, Something that's a little bit more practical, I would say. Um, It is based on mindset, but it's very practical advice is um, uh, essentialism. That one, Greg McEwen, he wrote Essentialism, and it's really basically, as he puts it, it's the disciplined pursuit of less. Mm. Which it's it's just making smart moves. It's not making about more moves. It's it's really making about smart moves. It's when you are able to like step outside of like your to-do list and your daily like demands of you and being less reactive then you will realize like there are so many things in life that you can just cut out mm-hmm. and then work on the things that you should be working on or the things that you want to be working on like let's say you have a project you want to build or you know things that aren't going to happen overnight but yeah you gotta, you gotta understand like what's essential. It, it's like that thing, you know, like what's urgent, what's important. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. what's always pulling at your attention, but what is like the one thing that you really need to be focused on, that you need to put all the other stuff aside for, and like work on that every day. And if you do that enough, 
then it will become a habit. Kind of like you go to the gym, yeah, and you start making time for it. Then some, then eventually it becomes a habit to where you're like, no, 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 like I'm gonna go to the gym, or like you literally your body physically feels like shit because you didn't go, right? And you're like, yeah, I gotta go. So yeah, those two books are really great. It's an easy read. Do it if you haven't already. What's something that like maybe someone hasn't read? I feel like those are like two things that people have like read a lot. I don't know. Those are good. I mean, you're always going to find some people who didn't read those things. So I have like a few more questions. So what is some advice that you would give to others or some advice that you wish you were given before you started seriously down your career path? Don't wait till you feel like it. Don't wait till you feel like it. That sounds like a t-shirt. Yeah. Don't wait till you feel like it. Don't wait till you feel like it. And it's it's a very simple sentence, but it's a lot lot um, harder to do mm-hmm. because that is our nature. Just like we don't like to change things unless we feel absolutely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like before, we, we have to become unbearable. Yeah. Before we have- unless we, we become so uncomfortable with the situation, we have no opportunity but to change. Mm-hmm. A lot of people wait till that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say don't wait until you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, that I think that's and that's really hard to pinpoint. But it's cool. Like I I, I think that is vague enough for people can. Like kind of get that, you know what I mean? Yeah. If if there's like this little itch in you where you're like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this, or oh, I should be doing something else, or oh, why haven't I started on this thing that I said that I was gonna start on last week or a month ago? Yeah, that's like probably a sign. Okay. What do you have a quote that you love? Or live by? Do you have like a mantra or a motto? Um, there, there's a, there's something that my dad told me that there's no such. I mean, we've heard this before, but because he told me it, and because I know how his life has been, I apply it heavily. Um, he says that there is no free lunch. There's no free lunch. No free lunch. In life, there is nothing. There is absolutely nothing that is free. So do not think that there is something that's just going to be handed to you. Um, and that it's, it's, it's kind of hard to see with people who feel entitled, yeah. who, who have been given a lot of stuff. Hell yeah. Which is great. You know, if you have that opportunity, then it's great. Like, it must be nice. Yeah, it must be nice. Yeah. It's great. Then if you have that, then apply it. Um, but yeah no free lunch um and then there's something else that i really love um like something something about like i think i wonder if i wrote it i think i did write it oh yeah there it, it, it's part of my it's part of my love is purple but okay. this is something that really resonated with me last year okay you ready so it's really short, but um, 
we and this is like I feel like this is such a universal message but we are givers takers lovers we are healed hurting broken and whole I don't know who that's by but I love that um, there's like another quote where someone says like we like I contain multitudes which is very true like multitudes. multitudes yeah God. like we are all very like nuanced and very like multifaceted and like we come from so many different experiences like nobody can be pigeonholed to, I mean like nobody can be like what is it like hurting or like condensed into one thing like maybe certain things but not like all things mm-hmm. and and yeah there's like a lot of people on this earth but yeah it's crazy for me to think like every single person has like a purely individual experience that may have a universal theme which that in itself is crazy you know like where you can be on one continent and someone else can be on another continent and they experience that maybe like that same kind of like love or I can be here and some other chick can be over there and we experience that same kind of like misunderstanding or like struggle, you know, mm-hmm. but, but then, but then we have like, like completely different experiences that, that make us develop that like feeling or experience. Like how crazy is that? Right. Like how, how it's like we're different, but the same and we're still Yeah. Human. Like how crazy is that? Like we have these like universal I don't, I don't even want to call it trends, like just like universal experiences or themes or just like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, like, like it almost makes me feel like, not to get like crazy, but mm-hmm. it almost makes me feel like we're all in this like linear time, right? Like we're all here right now and we're all ex- like you and I are doing this right now yeah. while at the same time somebody else is like maybe sleeping, somebody else is maybe out. Like we have this linear time before everyone's experiencing a different thing. But I almost feel like there there's like this other um there's like this other time like the fourth dimension. Yeah, like okay. like I feel like there's like this other time space like where maybe I don't know, like No, I I, I I'm not sure, but I think I know what you're getting at cuz I feel like we're in a universe. So it's like it can't be just us. Yeah, cuz we're like a speck. Like I think I always think of the beach. And I feel like we're just a, a, a grain of sand on the on the beach right. in this universe. So there's so much stuff that we don't understand or whatever. So I I, I think that's kind of what you're getting at. Yeah. Now, do you have a a societal norm that you think is stupid or weird? Yes. And you wish that wasn't the norm. What is yes, that? consumerism. Consumerism. How much our society thinks that materials equate to what we are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I think I think like the kind of weight that we put on money, which 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 ties into it, to that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, like earlier today, I went to go have a meeting like down in like downtown area. So I was I was kind of driving. A, you was in my hood a little bit. Where a little bit. 
but it, it like 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 the wealth wealth income distribution yeah pretty unbalanced as you know it's ridiculously unbalanced it's ridiculously unbalanced mm-hmm. now like people value things in a different way mm-hmm. but it's very funny how people value money yes and how people communicate with money yeah and how people uh change with money yes so yeah i mean if if, 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 if yeah but if that i mean even just that if that could just be like neutralized like how much better maybe i feel like how it would be for everybody but shit i mean speaking of books like i have books at home that like explore um the history of like white wealth versus black wealth mm-hmm. and how from back in the day like foundations were already built mm. to where like let's say like blacks cannot um, accumulate the kind of wealth that white folks do mm-hmm. because of the systems that are oppressed against them yeah and that and that's just systemic oppression yes system not built for us yeah yeah it was built for whites like yeah so i i literally have books like that at home it's it's called like i'll send you a photo of it later but anyway yeah like things like that you know like in in even in my own culture like korean culture like how they are about money or how they value money or how they feel like that determines like your worth uh in a sense of like respect <laughs> things like that um and 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 that translates into material things <laughs> and i'm i'm not like that like i'm i'm, I'm very not like that you're the outlier <laughs> i don't know i don't know but yeah uh consumerism i think um it, it's it's it like i've I'm not gonna lie, like I, I was definitely a part of it, you know? Like I would spend two t- fucking two hundred dollars on a shirt and think it's okay. Like no. I, I, so you just stunt, stunting on us right now. No, 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 no. That was years No, that was right years now. ago. Like and, and when I think about that, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's so like man. The things that I would waste money on, mm-hmm. like it's just it's so ridiculous. But that's, like, dope. that's dope that you've been able to, you know, have that self awareness to like check yourself and be able to um, evolve and grow. With, no, yeah, with- literally. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I wasn't really like that that serious about it prior. Like I always kind of knew it, and I kind of like put stuff aside, and then I would spend it and put stuff aside, and then I would spend it. Last year alone, like I just put shit aside and did not spend it on things that I knew that I didn't really want or didn't really matter at the end of the day. And in one year, I have like 15k, mm-hmm. you know, on 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 stuff. And and now, so like that's like another venture for me where like, yes, I'm doing like photography or the yes, I'm doing like social and PR and things like that. But like this year in particular, like I want to get into like a business venture, which is what I'm working on. Isn't it dope when you say, because I feel like every time I say, I have this dough and I'm like, damn, I want to spend it on this, but that look good in my account. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I can I can think of all these things that I could I could spend, I could I could buy a new phone because my phone fucks up on me all the time, and it could keep on stacking. Yeah, well, so, I I will say I I I will say though, like savings, there's no interest, you know, hardly. Mm-hmm. So I I have been researching and learning and listening to lessons about um, like IRAs and solo IRAs, like solo entrepreneur IRAs. That's called financial literacy. No, and it makes my head want to explode, but I have been uh, trying to learn about it because I've had, I've had people say like, oh, you have that kind of money saved. Like, no, don't do a business. Like that's too risky. Mm -hmm. Just invest your money, Mm -hmm. which I get that. But I'm having that feeling, you know, that feeling I told, like that feeling where, like in my gut, where it's like telling me like, no, you need to do something more. Mm-hmm. Like I'm getting that feeling this year too. That uncomfortable feeling. Yes. Like yeah. that uncomfortable feeling like, no, you cannot do that. Like you may not be like completely sure about this, but this is the route you need to go. So I'm kind of there. But so with that though, like I... I am looking for like a business partner because I know that at, at this stage of my life, like I know that I have strengths and weaknesses, yeah. you know, like yeah. I know things that I'm good at and I know things that I like to do and it's not necessarily always geared in building a business. Mm-hmm. I like creating stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I like breaking down shit to produce and do a project management management type of flow. Yeah. But there are definitely more left brain type of things where I'm like, no, or or I'll do it very like blase. Mm. But you can't do that with business. Mm. So yeah, so that that's something definitely like that's like another project that I'm I'm trying to implement this year. But yeah, money consumerism. Is, is a trap and it, yeah. and it sucks because I was part of that trap everyone's part of that trap and and some people never really get out of it okay so future announcements and everything so we should look out for your purple tape yes um, okay love is purple yeah love is purple and the, and, and the reason why tape is there um, I have an affinity for tape because cassette tapes were my escape. It was my... Lee Box tapes. Yeah, it was my first piece of whatever thing that I used to record anything. Um, like before I picked up a camera, before I picked up a video recorder, before I picked up an audio recorder, before I picked up anything, like it was cassette tapes first. I let my tape rock to the tape <laughs> pop, smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had read it yes. back, remember yep. that? Yep. The hat, Matt. Remember putting um the the little paper at, on the top of the tape so you could record over it. Yeah. Or you used to put I used to put tape over the tape. The purple tape, love is purple. Yeah. The reset project. Yeah. What else you got coming up? Because we're about to wrap up this interview. Oh okay. Um yeah. So those are two of the major things, and then this. 2017 year in particular is the creative manifesto creative where manifesto. I'm going to do it's a portrait series and I'm create I'm collecting creative manifestos which is just simply answering three questions oh, 
um, which is what inspires you? What is your approach to creativity? Or, or what is your attitude and approach to creativity? And what is the change that you would like to see in the world? So three questions you answer in analog, meaning you either handwrite it, you either doodle it, you either design it, depending on what you are as a creative. And, and then we do a portrait series. So I will shoot um, a portrait of you. Are you gonna, is it going to exhibit online? Yeah, kidding? so so at the end of the year. No, bro. I'm sorry, but I but, feel like I feel like that I want to see your work bigger. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I feel like you should have like an art gallery. You should do an installation of your shit. Well, hopefully, if if if, if all of this plans out this year. Not seriously though. Oh, thank you. Nah, like I if, feel like it would be dope to just see it because the sensory is different. Because I did a film called Try Your Wings, and I played it. And it, it it screened at like the Hollywood Theater. Uh huh. And oh, nice. With the Chinese, what's yeah, the, the Chinese, Chinese, the, the little out there. Yeah, so it was in Hollywood. But when I showed it, it was like so big. So it was wild to see my work that big on the screen mm-hmm. and to see the flaws so big. And then it was like, <laughs> yeah. Then like the audio, cause I was listening, I was like, fuck, the audio was terrible. But anyways, that's not even here there, but I just feel like it would be dope to see, like if you're doing a portrait series, it would be really dope to see your yeah. work at a gallery well, ex- ex- in an exhibition that is up yeah. that level. Yeah. So what I'm trying to do with the, with the little creative manifesto, it is purely like labor of love. Um, and um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to collect at least 50 50. Yeah, 50, um, you know, 40 to 50, probably closer to 50. And yeah, towards the end of the year, towards November, December, I do want to make it like a um, digital a digital interactive gallery and and probably like a physical gallery too. Okay. Because... Well, that's good. I'm glad that you said yeah. that. I'm glad. You might as well be part of it too. Well, I hope. I, so I it's be so fortunate. Yeah, no, I would love for you to be part of it. Oh, so to you. end this off, I want to do the pivot questionnaire. Okay. So you ready? Yep. What is your favorite word? Why? What is your least favorite word? Probably bitch. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Uh, someone who is very self-aware of themselves. What turns you off? Self-entitlement. What's your favorite curse word? Fuck. What sound or noise do you love? A cat's purr. What sound or noise do you hate? Oh my god, fucking siren. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I probably would have got into psychology. Okay. Yeah. I... Psychologist. Yeah. What profession would you definitely not like to do? A fucking banker. Banker. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, waste management. Last question. Okay. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I'm proud of you. All right. So that's it with this epic episode of <laughs> supercalifragilisticexpialidocious with Bowley. Make sure you check out superdopeshit.com. Uh, thank you, Bo, for your time in, in doing this interview. I know I haven't seen you in some time, but it's been great catching up with you. And You're welcome. This, uh, getting inspiration and insight behind the motivations of what you do. And yeah, y'all, and I like to end 
this episode like I do every episode, and that is with my favorite quote by Pablo Picasso. Only put off until tomorrow what you are willing to die having left undone. That's by Pablo Picasso, and we in here and we out here. Baby, don't let me go, babe. Baby, don't, don't say no, babe. Who says we're cheating?